It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. This is Hurricane Valley with Norm Hewitt and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. Thanks to Rosine, New Zealand's most trusted paint and longtime supporters of the Hurricanes, and shop the biggest health and beauty brands in store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse. Yeah, welcome into Hurricane Valley on SENZ with Ricardo Ball and Norm Hewitt. Uh, how you going, Norm? Oh, I can't, uh, for some reason, can't hear Norm at the moment, uh, but uh, hopefully we can get that fixed. Um, We'll just uh, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there because I know that Thomas Waldron is going to join us a little bit later as well, Norm. And uh, we're going to talk a bit about the game coming up, uh, the tough game in Canberra. Of course, Canberra has t- always been said it's a tough place to go. We had Carmo in the studio last night for Chiefs Mana saying, you know, uh, Canberra never want to go and play in Canberra if you can help it. It's a horrible place to go play. But uh, uh, the Canes have got it ahead of them. And, of course, they haven't been home for a week or so because they, they were in Perth and they've just stayed in Aussie and gone across to ACT. Well, they have to, Ricardo, right? They have to stay at, uh, in Aussie because... That's what happens when you go over there and make so many mistakes against the um, against the force, and they've got to give it to the force. They they took the game, they took their opportunities. Hurricanes made too many mistakes, as I've already alluded to. So they're going into uh, into Canberra to play the Brumbies, and the Brumbies coming off the back of that uh, you know bit of a kicking from the Moana Pacifica team. And I think the Mona Pacifica took the uh, the Brumbies to task, and the Brumbies um, took Mona Pacifica too too lightly, particularly after watching um, the Force take Mona Pacifica apart by twenty points. Mm. So it was an interesting weekend because teams were all over the place. You couldn't really pick it. Uh, like the, the Force smashing Mona Pacifica, uh, Fiji. We talked about uh, the Fiji Jura, you know. Don't take them lightly, lightly, and the Chiefs taking them by one point. Uh, the Blues do a drop kick. The Force and the Canes, who I, I never wouldn't have picked that every every other day. And then the Rebels taking the Highlanders and still not making the quarter. So and and that's the game. We're getting into the business season of the season, and we've got these home uh, home quarters and the away quarters. So, mate, it's going to be anyone's one this weekend. Who's going to be up for it? Yeah, well, it's it's an interesting one because I kind of went, oh, you know, the the Brumbies have lost uh, at home to the Crusaders and the Blues, and then gone and lost to Moana. Um, so it's you know it's it's turned a bit south for them at the end of the round robin. But then the Canes, you know, go to Perth and they had a pretty good team out. I mean, Morby at fullback, yeah, where where's Horson there? You had Balin Sullivan, Billy Proctor in midfield, Sayadi Salisi uh, Riasi on one wing, Aidan Morgan, who's the number one, number ten now by the looks of things. TJ Perinara, uh, Duplessis Karifi, uh, Justin Sanks to James Blackwell, Owen Frank, Stane Coles, you know, in the starting fifteen, and you can't get a win over there. You bring Artie Savier off the bench, and you still can't get a win. It was, I, I was, it was a bit of a head scratcher. It uh, certainly was, and you know, they started well. The the Canes started with the front foot with the ball. Aidan Morgan was playing um, some really good uh, structure within that. Josh Morby crosses the line a couple of times. You know, everything was there except the final piece, which is the accuracy, and that's what really cost the Canes in the end. The accuracy of just finishing. So you know, got Rasi who 
who doesn't do it it was a draw and pass. He didn't have to do anything else except draw and pass to Wes Houston. It was a five points every other day. What does he do? No look pass. It, that's just the complacency that comes into big teams. It's tough. Yeah, it is tough. And, and you know, from a punting point of view, it's even tougher because I'm looking at this weekend and it's like I'm probably leaning towards the Brumbies because they're at home because otherwise I can't really split these two teams. Well, look, and I'm going to be really honest. I'm, I'm actually in the same boat, Ricardo, because they're both similar. There's, there's similarities there in regards to, you know, how they're finishing at the end of the season. Midway, I give them a 50% pass rate. No, give them a 5 out of 10. Brumbies. At home, they get the they get the nudge. My heart always will go to the Canes, but the Brumbies get the nudge just ahead by a home a home quarter final. Yeah, and that's 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 a close one. Yeah, mate, it's super close and uh, super tight, super hard to call. So, yeah, uh, they've they've got a bit of work to. There's eleven Wallabies in that uh, Brumbies twenty three. So they're not the worst team running around. They've, they've been the best and most consistent Australian team, I think, for most of the season. Well, you could argue that the Tars have sort of come together well in the second half of the season. Um, where do you think the Canes can beat the Brumbies? Where where do, they, do you think there's a weakness? Well, uh, I, I, I honestly wouldn't wouldn't be able to say directly because I was I was automatically going to say scrum, but. The Canes have been getting penalised, scrum penalties against them in the last few weeks. So I couldn't say the scrum, I'll say line out. But you know, the Brumbies have a very solid line out. I don't know wide, but again, you take into consideration the, the uh, calibre of players that the Brumbies have in that back line. I couldn't distinctively pick out where their weakness would be. It could be around the half, but again, you know, TJ's not at his best. He's getting there, but you know, mate, might be one or two games short. I, I I couldn't absolutely be clear on that, Ricardo. What do you reckon? Well, yeah, I, th- I think you're right uh, around the the, the scrum um, as as a starting point. But as you mentioned, you know, you look at you got a, a front row of Alan Alalatoa and and Scott Co uh, and Fayanga, the the hooker. I mean, he's I think the top try scorer of the season. Um, off the back of their rolling moves, yep. their set piece is actually really, really good. I would, I would say their set piece is stronger than the Canes. Um, I think the Canes' best bit is to is a second phase play, third phase play. Yep, and if they break the line, then that's where they can really capitalise on that because they have, you know, um, line breakers like Ada Morgan is is continuously impressing me, and Josh Bourne as a finisher, and then you've got that skill, that silky skill of uh, Raasi. Like when he dives over one hand and he's got that ball over the line, you know, it's not what I would be do, saying. I'd be saying something different to him as a coach, but good on him. Out wide, there is some pace. We've got Geordie back in the midfield, consolidate that up with um, with Balin Sullivan. Because, you know, again, um, Billy Proctor was just a bit short, a few little errors in there. You look forward to... Um, Geordie getting back in there and consolidating that midfield, getting the breaking the line, and then getting that second phase. Artis up there for a big game, a lot of uh, meters going forward. If he can back that up with uh, the likes of the young loose forwards in the in the type five, could be an area. But again, they've got to be able to win the ball to go forward and 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 complete the sets. Uh, with accuracy. Well, and that's the other thing about the the Brumbies this season, and we, and we saw them 
executed pretty well against the Blues, even though they, they end up losing that game. Uh, they executed reasonably well against the Crusaders as well. And that is, it's almost like they've gone for a European-style loose three. They're all just big men. Uh, you know, you don't have a, a fetcher type seven. You've just got, um, you know, th- three blokes who are just huge, led by Pete Samo, uh, Tom Hooper as well. It's, you know, it's six. Uh, and they've got a couple of options at seven as well. But they're just all big guys, man. And they and and they just went out there and tried to tried to thump people, you know. And given that Artie is the meter eater, you know, um, he's going to be coming up against some bigger bodies, which, you know, is always my thing about him in the All Blacks, is he's not a big enough eight when it comes to playing the bigger teams. Could we see him found out here? Well, look, they're going to they're gonna target Artie. That's what I'd be doing as a team. Artie's their meter reader. Let's cut his meters down. They don't get the forward. They don't get confidence. Who are we going to put up with it? Pete Samuel, you're going to take care of him all day. Or whoever is in that loose trio. They, they do their sets really well. They complete their phases really well. They're very clinical. They show that in the big games. They drop their, their heads in the, in the lower grade games. And nothing, no disrespect to the teams that beat the Brumbies, i.e. Mona Pacifica. The reality is this is a big game. It's on their home turf. They have been in semis, finals before. They've won championships. They know what it's like. I think the, uh, the three that they put up in that loose forward trio will be the, the difference if we don't match them and Artie's the key. If they shut Artie down, mate, it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough day at the office anyway. Yeah, regardless, it's going to be a tough day. There will be a bit of a uh, a switch around for uh, the Canes in terms of uh, you know the personnel. You'd think you know obviously Artie's not going to be on the bench. He's going to start. And you've already uh, mentioned uh, Geordie Barrett as well, probably coming in uh, at twelve, I would say, rather than fifteen at, against this side. So he's closer to the play. It was interesting uh, what Ian Foster said earlier in the week. He said he wasn't overly excited by the prospect of Artie Savia. Uh, sorry, of Geordie Barrett playing 12. Um, what did you make of that? Well, okay, so he must see something different with every other person that's been seen within that. But hey, he's he's got a bit more view of all the players. From a, a transition into second five, I thought Geordie has really been the um, a standout for the Hurricanes in that midfield. He really shores up that midfield. He's got good presence. He's got physicality. Uh, he holds the line really well. Um, what what else do you need from a from a twelve? And we're seeing it across the other teams. You know, not everyone's in form. And I would say Jordy Jordy would be one of our most top form midfielders that uh, be, should be considered. So, oh, well, if Fozzie's uh, not impressed, then. Hey, let's see what they shape up like against the Irish. Yeah, indeed, that's going to be interesting. Uh, it is 11 past seven here on SENZ. This is Hurricane Valley, Ricardo Paul and Norm Hewitt with you when we come back. Thomas Waldron joins us. We'll have a look at that game coming up, uh, the quarterfinal against the Brumbies. Uh, we might get you guys to, to put a 15 together, what you think the 15 is going to look like to start, and we'll get your selections for those quarterfinal matches as well. That's next here on SENZ. This is SENZ, Hurricane Valley, Ricardo Ball with you, uh, along with, of course, uh, Norm Hewitt, and another former Kane joins us now as well, Thomas Waldron. G'day, Tom, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, mate, good. Uh, But disappointing, Uh, Norm and I have been talking about the result last weekend over in Perth, particularly given the side that the Canes have put out. I'd imagine Chris Gibbs wouldn't have been particularly happy. 
Uh, no, no. And that's the thing. You sort of want to go over there and front up. But I know Perth's always a tough place to go to and you sort of always battle. But you, they were going in with a bit of confidence. But just, yeah, just just didn't get it right on, on the day. No, didn't get it right at all, mate. Uh, I mean, for a team that, you know, they had uh, Dane back in the starting 15, TJ as well. Um, you know, they had a reasonable team out there. There weren't too many missing from it. Were you surprised? Uh, yeah, well, that's the thing. I, I know Coles will be a little bit um, off the pace and everything because that's his first game and he, he he keep coming back and then being put back a little bit. So he's always going to be a little bit rusty, but um, I hope it'll be better for him this week. But that's the thing. It's sort of going over to Australia is tough, but then, then uh, going over to the Brumbies is going to be even tougher. So they're going to have to have a good, hard look at themselves. And it's just about attitude, I think. You've just got to put everything into it. It's a one-off game, uh, winner takes all, really. Yeah, that's the, that's the go, mate. I'll tell you what, he didn't do his coach any favours uh, the other day. Was it yesterday? I think they had the press conference, and Dane, at the press conference, sitting next to Chris Gibbs, started uh, t- having a crack at the competition format and the finals format, saying eight's too many teams in the knockouts. You just see Chris Gibbs' face going, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> well, that's always when you speak your mind sometimes, eh? But, uh, yeah, like, that's the thing. You, you Yeah, the final spot is, that's, that's why you're playing play the game. You want to challenge yourself and if it's 8, 12 it's, it's knockout rugby isn't it so that's where these young kids are going to learn um, big lessons from and going away in the quarter final be, some of them will be their biggest game uh, of their lives so it's yeah uh, whatever whatever teams you've you got to make the most of it so I don't know if, I don't know if Coles is getting a bit, a bit too old now Yeah well I mean you know what it's like with hookers mate they, they, they're all a bit rogue aren't they Norm <laughs> uh, We always go a bit rogue mate you know um, Thomas uh Building into this game, we've got two teams that come off losses, two big teams coming into the quarterfinals, one Brumbies at home. They've also got their, uh, they've got their coach moving on after, after a long stint, and they've got four senior players also retiring. The Brumbies at home, what, what do you think is going to be their strategy into the Canes game? Yeah, I think they're the same thing, same as the Hurricane. I think they'll take a, a long look at themselves. They've, they've, both teams probably weren't happy with their performances, so I think the Brumbies, they've got next thing. They've got some classy players like Nick White, a halfback, and, um, and and they've got some speed out wide. And their forwards do look menacing when they've got ball in hand. But um, and that's the thing with Hurricanes on their day. Like you know, when they played against the Crusaders, they had their mentality about going after them and bullying them. Um, I think they've got to do the same again this week against the Brumbies. You've got to just give them no space and just be all over them it's, and that's a, and that's it comes down to an attitude thing and you can do as much training as you want want all week but it comes down to uh on the field really Thomas said uh, we were just talking before the break um about that loose forward trio of the Brumbies it is a bit more like a uh, an English style um or even a South African style loose three isn't it I mean they're all just big men just big bodies that uh and they'll be throwing themselves in the way to, to stop Artie's go forward yeah, oh, definitely, and that's the way um, uh, Laurie Fisher plays as well. He's he's been there for a long time, and um, he, he's a top man. But yeah, he's definitely uh, going to get them up for the game. And yeah, they that is like the Terrafians. It's just the they're trying to put as much pressure on you as possible, mm-hmm. being as physical. But we know the phys, uh, physicality the Hurricanes can bring when they want to as well. So I think it should be a, a, a pretty good matchup anyway. So looking at this, uh, the quarterfinal, you, you've mentioned attitude twice. McCullough said that he was really disappointed with the Brumbies because of the attitude. I haven't seen any reports coming out of the Canes 
uh, kept saying they were just were disappointed with their attitude. How much is the attitude crucial for the success of whoever has that best application of it, Thomas? Yeah, I, th- I think it's a big thing. It's and that's I, I probably found that later on in in my rugby career where it's about what you do in the training. Nine times out of ten, what you do at training comes out on the weekend. Um, and that's where I think I found it's probably over in England. I found if I put in a good training week, I was prepared for the game, and uh, and you sort of build on that. And and that's why I put it. That's why I would put it down to personally. It's just if they get the week right uh, with rest and recovery, but having the whole team on board of what they're trying to do and um, going after. There's all different ways of doing it, but that's that's the way I would I would take it. Um, going from past experience that I've got, I think yeah, just build up the week that you want it to be, and then. Let it all out on uh, on the on the next day or on the game day. Um, Thomas, in terms of the way that the Canes are going to set up for this game, how much do you think Chris Gibbs will look at the Brumbies and what they've been doing and try to counter that? And how much will it just be how do we play our best game? What's what's the best version of ourselves? Yeah, that, yeah, and that's the thing. Well, especially with these days with the amount of analysis that they do and. Stuff like that, like the Brumbies in Australian rugby, they are quite robotic in what they do. So they'll have the set uh, phases, three set phases, and uh, trying to get momentum and then play. So if, I think we, if we shut things down at source, stop their drive, uh, stop their hooker getting over the uh, over the try line from their driving malls and stuff, stopping them early, giving them sort of no breathing space, cut the, yeah. And I think that that'll be a big thing up front as well. So hopefully Chris will be looking at that and seeing it and just stop, trying to stop them up front. I think. Isn't their driving more one of their most uh, dangerous weapons at the moment? I think scoring most of their tries, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think uh, Fang is their top try scorer, the hooker. Um, so that, that 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 says a lot, doesn't it, um, about about how they like to play the game, mate? Um, well, we, one thing I said to Norm before I was keen to get you guys to do is is put together what you think the starting fifteen's going to be this weekend for the Canes. Um, have you have, have you do you want to start in the front row, Thomas? Well, should we let Norm do the front row? Cause that's okay, his, that's his go. That's his, that's his, Forte, isn't it? Is it? Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Look, mate, I, I would, I would have Colsey starting. I, I wouldn't actually change much from the front row that started, because I thought, you know, when uh, Asafal came on, he he made an impact, so he's our imp- impact player. Um, that would be my starting front row. So we're going oh, with yeah, going with the same same lineup. But what about the locks? I'll go Blackwell. Look, James Blackwell, and, and who would your yeah. other lock go with, with uh, Blackwell? I'll, I'll go, I, I, I like I'll the boy Sankster. Yeah, I like Delaney. Delaney. Yeah. yeah, at lock. Um, just because of his physicality. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, all right. So and Caleb Delaney? Because I'd have Duplessy and, well, hey, this is your forte. I'll let you go first. There, <laughs> uh, yeah, Adi would be eight. Um, yeah, I'd have Duplessis and want a, a big bruiser on the blind side. I do. Um, I wish Devin Flander was available. Is he available? I'm not too sure. Um, Don't know. I think he's out, isn't he, Devin? But I would like to have a, a nice big bruiser on the on the blind side. Yeah. Okay. So that would be a, that would be our loose trio. Um, okay. What about the halves? Is it TJ and Aiden Morgan? 
Uh, yeah, I, I would go Aiden Morgan. I would at, at ten, uh, nine, and ten. Yeah, I like the way Aiden was playing and just that young blood. And he's been there for the last sort of three or four weeks. And and in and, and these games as well, you sort of want a young guy to have no fear and go after it as well. What about the midfield then, Norm? Uh, I mean, is do you put Geordie back in at twelve and play him uh, alongside Billy Proctor, or do you put him back at fifteen? Oh, look, I would have Geordie at twelve alongside Balin Sullivan, uh, Josh Morby at at fifteen with Wes Houston, and you know I wouldn't. Rassi from a finishing point of view, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, that would be my backline. Aidan Morton, TJ, um, Jordy, Balin, Houston, Morby, and uh, Rassi. Yeah, what about you, Thomas? You you on board with that? Yeah, yeah, I'm on board with that. And then yeah, I'd like to have uh, uh, have Ruben Love on the on the reserves as well. Yeah. Um, just because mm. um, I like the, I like the style of way he plays and stuff like that as well. So hopefully he can add a bit of stuff as well. Him and probably Julian on the bench to. Add a bit of fire out wide and a bit of uh, bit of class as well. Yeah, well, I mean that's the thing. Julian's talking about playing twelve, so you know he's uh, obviously sees himself as a an option there if you need points. He can be a battering ram in, in the midfield, gentlemen. Before we finish uh, Hurricane Valley, let's get your picks for the quarterfinals. Um, let's start with uh, the Friday night game between the Crusaders and the Reds. Norm, who are you going? Uh, Crusaders, uh, Crusaders, the big game players. They uh, they let let them off against the Reds uh, last week. I think they'll be right on their game. Reds will come back into it, but Crusaders at home, they'll take it. You agree with that, Thomas? Uh, yeah, I do agree. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, I think Crusaders just a bit too strong, especially on a Friday night down in Christchurch as well. Yeah, um, that's a, that's another. Uh, Tick in their favour, isn't it? Yeah, about zero degrees. Probably the the boys from Queensland will be loving that. Uh, Saturday afternoon, uh, the Chiefs host the Waratahs. Now, Justin Marshall said to me this was the hardest game to pick of the weekend. Um, I don't know what you think about that, Thomas. Um, Yeah, he probably is right, actually, because the Chiefs uh, are up and down, but playing at home and having to get a good crowd there and stuff like that, it does does lift and um, stuff. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I think the Waratahs... Might give them a close. They'll be probably the closest scoreline, I reckon. But um, I think the Chiefs should hopefully should be a bit too strong for them. Yeah, Norm, you you on board with that? Yeah, look, I, I think that the Tars will take them right to the last minute, and then whoever doesn't knock it on will win the game. So look, I think the Tars will actually take the Chiefs. Really? Um, okay. Just yeah, I do. I think that's and as Marshy's uh, said. Toughest game to pick. There are two tough ones, two easy ones. From my perspective, Blues, Crusaders, Brumbies, Chiefs. Those two games are tough. The other two are, uh, uh, you know, easy. Okay. Well, if the if the Blues uh, is a foregone conclusion, like Norm says, let's go straight to the Brumbies Canes. Uh, we were talking about this before you came on, Thomas, and said, you know, it was hard to split these two teams on form and and on what they bring. Um, and I, I was just leaning Brumbies purely because they're at home, and that was the only way I could split them. Where are you on that? Um, I would like the Hurricanes to get up and stuff like that, but it's, it playing them at home is tough. It, it does get it quite cold, so at least, the, at least we'll be used to it and stuff like that. But oh, I want to I back, back the boys just to go after them and, and throw everything at them. That's what, that's what I want to see, and um, it would be awesome if they did that. Yeah, indeed. All right. Hey, Thomas, thanks very much for coming on, mate. Always good to chat. 
No worries. Thank you very much. Awesome. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Thanks, Norm. Another Hurricane Valley done and dusted. Thanks, Enjoy man. the footy this weekend, eh? Yep. Yep. Same, mate. Looking yep. forward to it. All right. I'll catch you next Tuesday here on Hurricane Valley on SENZ. It has gone 7.28. When we come back, it's time for Blues Brothers with Steve Devine. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.